Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Zach Weiss, our producer today, apparently... If you are listening to me on the app, uh, we are off air. Uh, am I correct in that? Right? Okay, so we're on the app, right? So you can listen that way. We apologize. Uh, we are doing what we can to restore uh, being on air. Um, so hopefully you can still call us and talk to us, email us, um, uh, listening on the app. Today, if everything goes according to Hoyle, uh, which it hasn't gone according to Hoyle so far, but if it does, uh, we will hear from Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. We'll talk a little National Football League. And then former Georgia quarterback Buck Ballou is going to join us, talk a little bit about the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, you can call us, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Ronnie says, thanks for all you do. I'd heard on one broadcast or another, the AD who signed the contract at Iowa is no longer there. We'll see if it's actually enforced. What he's referring to uh, is the Kirk Ferentz's son is the offensive coordinator, and because they were so historically bad offensively last year, uh, it, got, it was a clause put in his contract. They had to average 25 points a game. Uh, well, they're not doing that to this point, although they are, I think, 6-1. and one. So, uh, you know, um, John, I did not get your email. Mike says, uh, out of the 11 passing explosive plays Saturday, eight of the plays were downfield throws. No, that's certainly good. Uh, let's see. A couple of more emails here. Jimmy, and again, I'm going to tell you again and probably tell you for a while, uh, we are off air. We are trying to get back on air. Uh, so listen on the app. Tell your friends that uh, we can do it that way. Listen online because uh, we are having whatever, for whatever the reason, um, difficulty. Uh, and sometimes in the radio business that happens. It sucks when it does, uh, but we'll make the best of it uh, and do what we can. Uh I'm interested today, as you call, or as you text, or text, I mean, as you uh, email. Remember last week uh, when I gave the uh, confidence, or I guess it was Vandy maybe, the confidence level of winning the game, and it was like the average was 4.4 out of 10? I wonder what it will be next week coming off a win. Normally, that boosts confidence. Normally, that helps make things happen. So we will, in fact, see uh, if it does. And uh, don't forget, tonight, Phillies and D-backs, game two. Phillies are going to the World Series, I think. And the Texas Rangers 
are going to go to the World Series, although I thought the Astros would. Rangers, I'm telling you, Bruce Bochy is a tremendous manager. Help, uh, you know, he won several or a couple World Series titles back in the day. So uh, don't be too surprised if they're back in it again. And who would have thought of that? Aaron says Napier looks to uh, looks to improve on offensive game planning. Maybe took Coach Spurrier's advice for a few more deep balls. Hopefully, can build on the win, especially shore up the defense. But they held when needed. Good win for Napier and the program. Yes. Look at this juncture. At this juncture, you. I get it. You want to play well, and I'm sure if you're Coach Napier, you want to see that. But right now, it's all about wins. It's all about getting a win however you can get it. And I just think that's that's just got to happen, uh, and hopefully uh, it will. Steven says, the other day, Matt, the Georgia fan, called just said he was really worried about the upcoming game. I don't know if he was kidding. Do you think Georgia fans are generally worried about Florida. I, I think, Stephen, Georgia fans are worried about Georgia. I think they're worried about their team. The injuries, you know, Brock Bowers being out. I think that's what they're more concerned about other than Florida. Now, are they more concerned with Florida than they would have been with Vanderbilt? Yeah, of course. But I think coming off a win that maybe gives Georgia fans a bit of pause, but I really do think it's more about what they think of their team. And I get it. Understand why that would be. Uh, Daniel wants to know, he said, what is my confidence level? I don't give you confidence levels. I, I'll tell you who wins when the time comes, but I don't do confidence levels. Look, I'll say this. When you come off a loss, generally speaking, the confidence level drops. When you come off a win, generally the confidence level goes up. That's the nature of the beast, right? What, when you win, you're more confident. When you lose, you are not. That's kind of how it is. Um, that's okay. Those things drop off. Today... Today, we're having one of those days here in studio where stuff's dropping and not working and one of those uh, Murphy's Law days today. Um, this call? Okay, we'll get it real quick. No, I guess I can't because I have Brad Spielberg coming up. David, if you could call back. I've got one guest. Then at 1230, I'll be free. 1212, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. The National League Championship Series continues with Game 2 between the Arizona Diamondbacks and Philadelphia Phillies tonight. Philadelphia's Bryce Harper celebrated his 31st birthday with a bang yesterday, securing a 420-foot homer on the first pitch he saw during Game 1. Live coverage of today's game will start here at 7.30. District tournaments for high school volleyball will continue tonight with matches including Newberry versus Trenton, Chiefland takes on Dixie County, and Santa Fe plays North Marion. Up next in the NHL, the Buffalo Sabres and Tampa Bay Lightning will hit the ice at Key Bank Center tonight. 
Tampa has lost the first two games on the road, so they'll be looking to secure a win during tonight's game. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. DN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. When you're in town either before or after the game and you've got an appetite, you need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. They also have salads and vegan options. Dick Mondell's knows better ingredients make better meals. You'll taste the difference. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead online. Open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Attention Florida drivers, October is National Pedestrian Safety Month, and we want to remind you that staying safe is a shared responsibility between you and pedestrians. Last year in Florida, there were over 10,000 pedestrian-related crashes. As a driver, be extra cautious and look out for pedestrians at all times. Slow down and yield to pedestrians in crosswalks. Failure to yield can result in a fine and three points on your license. Remember, safety starts with you. This message is brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor vehicles. Hey Gator fans, Steve Russell here. Does the bye week have you missing Gator football? Well, T-Mobile, official wireless provider of your Florida Gators, wants to keep you connected to your favorite teams and players. Stop by the T-Mobile store on the corner of Southwest Archer Road and Southwest 35th Boulevard on Thursday, October 19th between noon and 1.30 p.m. and you can meet current football players Graham Mertz, Ricky Pearsall, and Shamar James and win great prizes including game tickets, a branded Yeti cooler, signed merch, and more. You won't want to miss this. Go Gators! Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family-owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state-licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. 
Always a pleasure to bring in Brad Spielberger to talk a little National Football League. Of course, he's at Pro Football Focus. Brad, uh, interesting week in the NFL. Uh, the 49ers look human. Uh, and, you know, as good as Brock Purdy has been, uh, give Cleveland credit. Their, their defense was good, but I don't care who the quarterback is. If you you lose two big weapons, you don't have McCaffrey, you don't have Debo Samuel, that does not help the quarterback, does it? No, it certainly does not. They also missed uh, Trent Williams for about a quarter in this game. He did return, which is obviously great long-term news. But when he did go out, uh, that, that Browns pass rush that you mentioned uh, started to really tee off on Brock Purdy and get home pretty consistently. So, yeah, I mean, look, that, that is one of the best defenses in the NFL this year. Um, but when you lose Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, it just changes the entire complexion of that offense, especially there was really bad w- uh, wind in that game. So throwing downfield was not really an option. Uh, and, and obviously that's where McCaffrey is a runner and Debo Samuel as runners and, and screen pass catchers. Like that's where they would thrive. Uh, and they were both out. Um, my Jets, uh, even with a, a depleted secondary, played great and ended up beating the Eagles. Hurts, I think, through three picks. Is this just a blip for the Eagles? Yeah, just, just a minor blip, although they really haven't looked in sync pretty much all season long. Um, you know, do have some injuries of their own, particularly on the defense and the secondary. No Darius Slight in this game for them. But, but yeah, the offense has been kind of clunky and just at times not finishing drives, not in the red zone. Um, some missed opportunities, a couple of drops in that game from Devontae Smith. They will figure it out. They will get better. Um, but, yeah, I was kind of waiting for this game to happen, and I think a good Jets defense just, just you know, answered the call. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of empathy for franchises that suffer because I am a Jets fan, um, but maybe the Detroit Lions have suffered more. I mean, it, I don't know when the last time was they won a playoff game, but it's been a long time, and they sit at 5-1. and one. They're making believers out of me, Brad, or are you a believer? Yeah, I think it was 1991 was the oh. last time they won a playoff game. So, um, 100%. I am fully bought in on the Detroit Lions. They're a top-five team in the NFC. Um, you know, no question about it. I think the biggest thing is on both sides of the ball now, they have the depth to overcome injuries, and they've dealt with them. They've had a bunch in the secondary. No Brian Branch in this game. Emmanuel Mosley, the number two outside corner, already out for the season. And they've just had replacements in-house, the ability to work through it, play through it. You know, missed Amon Ross St. Brown, missed Jameer Gibbs for a couple games. They scored 40 points against the Panthers without all those guys. Um, so, yeah, they are a very legit football team on both sides of the ball, and I think they are going to maybe break that, that streak once and for all come January. Um, a, a team uh, – well, let me first ask about Anthony Richardson because first he was going to be out four to six weeks. Now Ursay says he may be done for the year. Is this a decision – is this, does this lie with Richardson? Is, is it his call here in terms of what will happen? I think all parties are obviously involved, and they want to think about the best possible outcome for his long-term future. You know, yeah, it's great to get experience. It's great to play in your rookie season, but perhaps putting yourself in danger of further injuring your, you know, your throwing shoulder when you're in your rookie year, you're 21 years old, 22 years old, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, I'm sure ultimately, yeah, it always is going to come down to the player. They're allowed to make that choice for their own body uh, and their own safety and security. But I'm sure the organization probably also is saying, you know, this is supposed to be a building year, a, a year where you got reps and grew as a player, but we're not going to jeopardize your future just in the name of getting you some more snaps. A couple of teams that uh, I want to mention, the Giants. 
Now, granted, Jones is hurt, uh, but they have the worst point differential in the NFL, and they're one in five. I, I, I don't see them coming back from this, do you? No, not at all. I actually think they had a QB upgrade this past weekend without Daniel Jones. Oh, wow. In uh, Tyrod Taylor, I'm being half facetious there, but he, I mean, he played better than Daniel Jones has all season. They both now have two completions of 20-plus yards down on um, throws, 20-plus yards downfield. Uh, Tyrod did it in the first half, and, and Daniel Jones has done it in five weeks. So, no, I mean, it's just not a good roster. It's not a good football team. Worst offensive line in the NFL. No you know, difference-making pass catcher. A bunch of good players, Wandale Robinson, Darren Waller, the rookie Jalen Hyatt started to make some plays in that game. But but no one that's kind of like a, you know, a game-changing type weapon. And the defense, too. They have great interior defenders in Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. Not a single other player on the team is, is really special uh, on the defensive side either. It was a great week from Bobby Okereke in that game. But, but yeah, no, they're, they're not going to dig themselves out of that hole. And I think they're going to be picking very, very early in this upcoming draft. So will New England, it looks like. They have the second worst, I think, point differential in the NFL. Let me give you this scenario, Brad. Uh, New England continues to have a poor year. They win three or four games. The offense struggles. Uh, Would Kraft fire Belichick the coach or would Kraft fire Belichick the general manager who's not done a particularly good job in draft? I think the second one is the answer there. I think you tell him, look, you still obviously, as the head coach of any football team, are going to have major say in how a roster is built, who is drafted, who is signed in free agency, etc. But basically say, look, we're going to bring some people from outside the building, perhaps, and actually hire a general manager. You know, you lose guys like Nick Casario, the Texans, then you just promote Dave Ziegler from within. You lose Dave, lose Dave Ziegler, the Raiders. He obviously hasn't made any good draft picks over there either. He just promotes from within again. Like, it's not working because, really, Bill is running the show, and their last couple draft classes are are really not making much of an impact. So the coach, to me, is still phenomenal. Their defense is still very, very good, even amidst some injuries. Obviously, the last two have not been pretty. But, but yeah, I'm firing, uh, so to speak, uh, Bill Belichick, the general manager, uh, in, in this instance. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, joining us here, talking National Football League. NFC South, uh, the best record is 3-2. and two. The Panthers haven't won a game. Who wins that division? You know, I think it probably still will be the Saints at the end of the day. Uh, really good defense. Uh, honestly impressed with how good they've been on that side of the ball. They have a ton of talent in the secondary, but... Really, the entire defensive line, you know, Cam Jordan's a, a fringe Hall of Fame player, but 33 years old now um, and, and still making plays. I think they'll see it through because Atlanta has a good defense as well. Very good, frankly. Almost impressive how quickly they've turned that around. But, you know, uh, it's early. I don't want to make this like a sweeping declaration. But, I mean, Desmond Ritter might be the worst quarterback starting in the league this year. And, that, and that's going to, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rear its ugly head at some point in, in a tight division race. Let's go to the AFC. Um, interesting division, uh, Baltimore and that bunch there. Uh, everybody in that division, I think, is 500 or better. I thought this was the best division in football going in here. I'll ask you the same question there. It's early, but who do you think eventually comes out on top? Yeah, I think it probably is the best top-to-bottom division in the NFL. Uh, it, it's crazy, man. It's a cluster. I mean, obviously, they're, they're beating each other a lot. They've all had a bunch of injuries and, and key losses. 
you know, Baltimore is interesting. Obviously have the best record. They have played good football, but you zoom out a little bit and, and realize they played C.J. Stroud in his NFL debut week one. They've played Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the backup for Cleveland, who's now the third stringer. They've played Kenny Pickett, Ryan Tannehill. Um, I'm forgetting the last two. They basically have not played an NFL quarterback yet, is what I'm saying. I mean, C.J. Stroud's <laughs> awesome, but it was his first game. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean they've, had, they've had the easiest play. Oh, they played Gardner Minshew one week and actually lost that game. So, anyway, um, I'll pick Baltimore to win the division, but, but I, you know, this weekend, for example, we just talked about Detroit. Uh, that's a huge test in my eyes. And if Detroit, you know, wins that game in Baltimore, and maybe, maybe convincingly, um, you know, I think the, the door is wide open for Cincinnati or, or Cleveland to, to walk through. Last question for you. Uh, up the road here in Jacksonville, you know, they're 4-2, just beat the Colts. I, it's funny when you watch them, they're certainly improved, but you, you get the sense that maybe they're just scratching the surface was still a pretty young team and a young quarterback. What do you make of the Jags? I think they're great. I really do. I think the return of Cam Robinson at left tackle was so huge for them. Uh, you know, Walker Little is missing time now, but once he's back in the offensive line, you saw in the first London game, they basically, you know, refused to throw the ball downfield because they didn't trust the pass protection to hold up. And then once, once that has flipped, you're now seeing Trevor Lawrence really attacking the intermediate, attacking deep, and, and doing a very good job of it. So, his knee injury, obviously a concern. Maybe doesn't play on Thursday against a good Saints defense, which is very unfortunate. But I think the Jaguars still could battle for the, the you know, potentially the number one seed in the bye in the AFC. Uh, I am a buyer on, on the Jaguars. I uh, think of one more thing. Um, what, six games in now? Uh, I, I, I don't like seeing people lose their jobs, but it's a fact of life that coaches do, in fact, lose jobs. Um, I, I don't know how many are in danger. The Chargers, though, lose a lot of close games, and they're 2-3, and three, lost another close one last night. What's the coaching situation there? Is he on a hot seat? I think he's on a scorching hot seat. <laughs> um, like you said, look, I, you know, I, mean, I shouldn't joke. It's obviously people's livelihoods, people's jobs. Um, I'd be surprised if Brandon Staley is the head coach of the Chargers in 2024. Wow. Okay. Uh, as always, Brad, where can people see your work? Yep, over on PFF.com. We're covering a ton of the NFL trade deadline. That'll be my focus these next couple weeks. All right, appreciate you. We will talk to you soon. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. You got it. Always appreciate him. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. Again, uh, until we get uh, notified differently, uh, If you're, I'm getting a ton of emails about this because we are, in fact, uh, off air. Uh, we are available uh, on the app. Uh, we are available on social media, so you know we 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 are there. Uh, so we still want to hear from you. Call us up, talk some sports, however you do it. Twelve twenty eight time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Texting privacy policy in terms of conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of Or Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. 
and medication can help. Naltrexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking, so you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started OrHealth to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text BACK to 323232 to get a secure link to OrHealth's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment, and if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your door. No doctor's office visits required. Text the word BACK to 323232 to get started today. That's BACK to 323232. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day. But I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. When you're in town either before or after the game and you've got an appetite, you need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. They also have salads and vegan options. Dick Mondell's knows better ingredients make better meals. You'll taste the difference. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead online. Open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Total Control. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? You can have total control of your home environment with help from Electronics World. Let the pros at EW install a system to control your audio, video, lights, locks, thermostats, custom shades, garage door, and more. Plus, monitor your surveillance cameras with just one app. Now that's total control. Electronics World. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
tranquil conditions for us this afternoon. Lots of sunshine. Temperatures a little bit warmer than yesterday. Highs today should peak near 70, but we will still have a bit of a chill with northerly winds gusting to about 15 miles an hour. Tonight, turning cold, clear skies, lows in the mid to upper 40s. Tomorrow afternoon, a bit milder, highs in the mid to upper 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Maybe it's recency bias with the Broncos. Could be. With what we saw last night. It is one. But can they get out of that contract? What, what, what can Denver do? Like, they owe Russ a lot of money. They owe their head coach $100 million. They gave up all those draft picks. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM. 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Oh, she will be on with us tomorrow. By the way, uh, we will have our final show of the week tomorrow. Thursday and Friday, we're taking a hike because it's the bye week. And I'm saying bye because it's the bye week. Uh, We are back on air. Yay. So we'll open the phone lines for you. 3928255. You can email S. Russell at WRUF.com. By the way, tomorrow, Tim Walton's going to be here, the Gator softball coach, talk about his team uh, and the fact that softball is in the Olympics now. Uh, Also, Max Chadwick, pro football focus, will talk some college football. And uh, Jake Rungholtz from TV20 will also come on and give us his thoughts on where Florida is and the rest of the SEC. So, uh, Patrick says, will Pearsall be a first-rounder, or does he need a 4-4 better in the combine? No, I don't think he'll be a first-rounder. But remember, Justin Shorter, I think, was a fifth-rounder, and he made the Buffalo Bills. I think Pearsall will be probably a third-rounder with a great chance to stick. Byron's first. Hi, Byron. Hey, Steve. Always enjoy your interviews. I've told you that enough. You probably forget it now. Hey, Steve, uh, but, but he, the NFL, man, really heating up. And, and I caught it at the end because you guys were off air, which and I'm glad you're back. And uh, he was talking about the injuries again. And uh, even Jacksonville, man, uh, I was meaning to mention that yesterday. Trevor had a, you know, and, and a lot of fans were mad because uh, I think you and Shane was talking about something shit to the quarterback be throwing or doing things. And I was kind of trying to catch it, but a lot of Jacksonville fans were wondering with three minutes what Trevor was doing, throwing the ball. But back to my injury, Steve. You know, I think these guys are used to playing 12 games in college. And, and 17, 16, you know, those in the preseason, and I'm not sticking up for millionaires, but it wears on the body. And, boy, this is going to be a grinding year. Steve, my question real quick. You know, I was watching this guy, Penix, and I kind of – Started liking him at Indiana, but I watched him Saturday with the pregame stuff, and I, I figured out that was the same guy, and I was so happy for his story. But, Steve, my question, when these guys transfer, and I'm not, not talking about him, 
everybody's doing it. Does that mess up their legacy? You know, like the Emmitts and the Currens and the, you know, the QB Shane and them, they was here the whole time. And, and that's what we like about NFL and NBA players. Now I do. You know, LeBron just went everywhere. And I'm, I'm whoa, 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 whoa. You know, how, how can you say you like that? About, no, I don't. Oh, you don't? Okay, I got you. Okay. I, I didn't like that about LeBron. You know, I, I really wish he'd stayed in Miami. But, you know, and, and then he went back to but I'm rambling, but I'm saying okay. I, I don't like that about college players, Steve. Do you think that's going to ruin their legacy? And I'll let you go. Okay, Have a great thank show, you, Byron. Uh, no. And one word, no. For example, <clears throat> Ricky Pearsall came here from Arizona State. Does anybody care he came from Arizona State? He's a Gator now. Right, so no, doesn't ruin your legacy, especially if you do well. If Michael Penix wins a national championship and he wins a Heisman Trophy, will anybody care he went to Indiana? No. So, answer's no. D, what's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, t- talk about Gator football. Uh, you know, great win Saturday. You know, I picked South Carolina to win the game. Uh, you know, I think most Gator fans, until Gators had shown they could win on the road, uh, I don't think it was, you know, the smart money would have been on South Carolina, but, you know, saying all that, um, you know, the reason I said this game, Steve, was so important to win is for whatever reason, Kentucky's got our number right now. I mean, it's the physicality, uh, the offensive line, their the defense just has our number, and, you know, Stoops gets his team ready to play Florida like no other. As you can see, they've lost two in a row since they've beaten us. Uh, but this game here, Steve, <laughs> I think one of your callers said it yesterday, man. If we would have lost this game, um, you might have had to take another vacation because the doom and gloom, <laughs> yeah, the doom and gloom would have just been off the charts. And I think Napier's reaction after the game, uh, him jumping around doing the Gator clap, uh, he knew how important that game was. Mm-hmm. He he heard the noise. He 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 knew the stat of the road mm-hmm. the road futility. So that was a huge game. And now you know I'm not ready to talk about Georgia right now, but just having that win and not having to have all talk about all the negativity for two weeks uh, is just great. It is. It, I mean, if you if you are a Florida fan, it's great, but it's even better for Billy Napier and that team because now they don't have to hear you know can't win on the road. He, he, they need an offensive coordinator. Throw the ball down the field more. Uh, his body language on the sidelines isn't any good. Funny, nobody's talking about that now. Nobody's talking about that. (laughs) Nobody, right? And I get it, right? And, you know, some fans are going to tell me, uh, well, we told you they should be throwing the ball. Well, okay, fine. But sometimes there's a reason why you don't. Sometimes there's a reason why you do. Will this continue? We will see. But right now, you celebrate a win and you get ready for Georgia. That's all you can do. Yep, and, uh, you know, shout-out to, uh, you know, Mertz. Uh, you know, 12 TDs, two interceptions, Stephen. We can say two of those were not even his fault. Uh, you know, Pearsall, obviously, Boardingham starting to become a factor in the passing game. Trey Wilson, obviously, getting getting involved. But I got to tell you, man, Steve, you know I've been on this special teams. How the heck – I know I've said it. How the heck did Trey Smack not start the season? Because it, I, I haven't felt this confident in the kicker since Sturgis, man. I mean, every time he comes on the field, I think he's going to make it, and he's not nailing just average kicks. He's a, some kicks NFL kickers can't make, so man, his insertion into the lineup uh, is just bringing a lot more confidence to the kicking game. Agreed. Now look, 
you know, having coached a little bit, you, you don't know what the competition was like. Sometimes if – I used to kind of do this. If I had a kid who was the incumbent and another kid was equal, right, I would start the incumbent because he had been there. And I think maybe that's what happened here. I, I, I'm guessing that, okay? But I think Napier was pretty quick to make a change. I think he saw the confidence level was waning quickly. He had to make that change, and that's what coaches get paid to do. Yep. Be good, Steve. Thank you, D. Appreciate your call. 392-8255. Mark's got a great email here. He says, I couldn't agree more with your take, and not because he's agreeing with me, but he says Georgia right now is worrying about Georgia. That's true. I think they are. Thinking back to 09, after winning a national title in 08, we as fans flooded your show daily with calls criticizing Steve Adazio during his first year as OC. We weren't really worried about who was on our regular season schedule. Coincidentally, Georgia seems to be in the same boat as we were in 09. Their offense seems to be up and down. Their fans are being very critical of Bobo, who's in his first season as OC under Kirby. I imagine if you were working in Athens taking calls, you'd be telling their fans the same thing you told us in 09. <clears throat> Enjoy this now. It isn't going to last forever. Your thoughts? Exactly. And in 2009, that is exactly what I said. Because it doesn't last forever. History proves that. It doesn't last forever. And now Georgia, lately, you know, Carson Beck has been really good. and But the injuries and whatnot, but I do think sometimes you expect that he's going to roll out there, and I can, I've said this a million times, in doing the postgame show in 09, after Florida won, it was, why didn't they do it? Why didn't they do it? They didn't, because they, they, didn't, they didn't win 50 to nothing. Because Tim Tebow wasn't here. Well, I guess he was here, but it wasn't quite the same as winning the championship because they struggled a little bit, yet they still won. And remember, they didn't lose that year to the SEC championship game. They were unbeaten in the regular year. And it seemed like they were five and six because the expectation was this was to blow people out. Well, again, the other teams recruit, the other teams coach, they do a lot of things. It is not easy to do what happened. 1243, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. Tonight, the National League Championship Series continues with Game 2 between the Arizona Diamondbacks and Philadelphia Phillies. Philadelphia's Bryce Harper celebrated his 31st birthday with a bang yesterday, securing a 420-foot homer on the first pitch he saw during Game 1. Live coverage of today's game will start here at 7.30. In Gator Sports, the softball team will host the USF Bulls tonight for fall exhibitions. The Gators opened their fall exhibition slate early Saturday afternoon and cruised by Jacksonville in an eight-inning exhibition by a combined score of 11-1. to Tonight's game is set to begin at 6 o'clock. Up next in the NHL, the Buffalo Sabres and Tampa Bay Lightning will hit the ice at Key Bank Center tonight as the Lightning will look for a win after being defeated in their last two road games. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. 
The Road Heaver Boys Ranch does great work out of Palatka. It's a great charity, one of the best you can get behind in the state of Florida. Road Heaver Boys Ranch houses at-risk young boys from difficult home environments, and they can turn their troubled lives around into futures full of promise with real-life skills by repairing donated vehicles and reselling them. And where do they get the donated vehicles from? People like you. They'll take just about any kind of vehicle, a car, an RV, a boat, motorcycle. If you don't want it, they'll take it. And remember, your donation is a tax-deductible donation. It goes a long way towards helping this really great cause. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Attention Florida drivers, October is National Pedestrian Safety Month, and we want to remind you that staying safe is a shared responsibility between you and pedestrians. Last year in Florida, there were over 10,000 pedestrian-related crashes. As a driver, be extra cautious and look out for pedestrians at all times. Slow down and yield to pedestrians in crosswalks. Failure to yield can result in a fine and three points on your license. Remember, safety starts with you. This message is brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor vehicles. Hey Gator fans, Steve Russell here. Does the bye week have you missing Gator football? Well, T-Mobile, official wireless provider of your Florida Gators, wants to keep you connected to your favorite teams and players. Stop by the T-Mobile store on the corner of Southwest Archer Road and Southwest 35th Boulevard on Thursday, October 19th between noon and 1.30 p.m. and you can meet current football players Graham Mertz, Ricky Pearsall, and Shamara James and win great prizes including game tickets, a branded Yeti cooler, signed merch, and more. You won't want to miss this. Go Gators! Hey, if you're thinking about getting the latest iPhone, check this out. With Boost Infinite, you get the latest iPhone every year and unlimited wireless for just $60 a month. Yeah, you get the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium. Then again, next year, you get the latest iPhone. Every year. Boost Infinite. Infinitely better. To learn more, pick up your phone, dial pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. That's pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. Terms apply. After 30 gigabytes, service may be slow. Receive a comparable iPhone model each year with an acceptable trade-in every year. Requires credit qualification and 36-month phone financing agreement. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from this station's network. With fall appliance savings at the Home Depot, we have laundry appliances that just fit. They'll fit your space, fit your needs, and they'll fit your budget, too. Like a new LG laundry set that features a mega-capacity washer to help you do more laundry in less time and sensor dry technology to make sure nothing comes out damp or over dried final days to get up to $600 off select appliances plus up to an extra $100 off select laundry sets the Home Depot how doers get more done pricing by September 28th through October 18th gas dryer extra US only see store online for details your home is full of potential and small changes can make a huge difference so make your list pick your designs and when you're ready to make that potential come to life rely on Radiant Credit Union to help Help you get there. A home equity line of credit from Radiant can give you the funds for a home refresh, upgrade to your appliances, or whatever you want to do. Plus, Radiant's special intro rate makes it even more affordable. Visit radiantcu.org/potential to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA. Join us for the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games presented by AgPro Companies of Ocala on October 21st at the Florida Horse Park. Enjoy the parade of horse breeds, take a free hayride, and learn horse sports by competing from the safety of a stick horse. Win ribbons and trophies in barrel racing, show jumping, roping, racing, and polo. Don't forget to horse around with us on October 21st from 10 to 6 p.m. at the Florida Horse Park. Free admission for all. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply. Stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame. 
trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of Or Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. And medication can help. Naltrexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking. So you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started Or Health to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text BACK to 3230. 3232 to get a secure link to or health's private online assessment our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment and if medication is right for you prescribe it online we'll deliver your prescription right to your door no doctor's office visits required text the word back to 323232 to get started today that's back to 323232 from athlete activism to athletic achievements we have you covered your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Last 10 minutes of the first hour here uh, after we had Zach here. Daniel is now our producer, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Former Georgia quarterback and, by the way, very good baseball player, Buck Ballou is going to join us to talk about Georgia uh, at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. In the meantime, uh, Todd says, with the Georgia game, I don't think we can just line up and go player for player offensively. I don't need to see the ball thrown 20 to 40 yards downfield all day, but I do like when we distribute to different players, different routes, using different formations. Would going no huddle, not up-tempo, limit Georgia from subbing in and help Florida find and exploit potential mismatch? Yes, that could, but remember, then you've got to keep the same personnel in the field too. But if you think your personnel matches up better with what Georgia will have in a given situation, then yes, um, that would be something you could you could think about doing. And he says, will it be prognostications on Wednesday because of a short week? He's on a roll. He's gone twenty and four last three weeks. Uh, yeah, I'll probably throw that out there, Todd, just because it's going to be a short week. Andrew says, what do you think of the Bucks getting Damian Lillard? Oh my God, an NBA question. Wow, no wonder it's been cold. Uh, that's an unbelievable trade for them. Yeah, it is. I mean, look, if if you if you believed Giannis that you know he wasn't sold on coming back to Milwaukee because you know of commitment and all that, well, that certainly helps with commitment. BB says both coach and Shane have mentioned how rules have changed to favor the offense in college football. Could you give a brief summary of those rule changes? Well, it isn't just rule one. Rule two, BB, I think in general, give you an example. Uh, look at the quarterback, right? You can't touch a quarterback now, right? Receivers, defenses used to, the corners used to be able to, I mean, they still do, but it was even worse back in the day. You could sort of grab them and, you know, jostle them, and, you know, they call PI much more now. So I think just in general, uh, you know, that's been done where you can't, you can't now with the across the middle 
defenseless player, right? You've got to be careful of that. So the rules, not all of them, but a lot of the rules uh, because of that, some of those examples have paved the way uh, for that. Um, he also says, happened here on Feinbaum, how Bill Self in Kansas got away with murder as far as the NCAA. Uh, the NCAA has proven ineffective and powerless. The NIL has now clouded the issue. What was the outcome for Kansas when you take it all in, including should the NCAA governing body be dismantled completely and then restructured? That is very difficult. Um, I think if that were to happen, then two questions right away arise. Number one, what replaces it? And number two, what is the power of that structure? And do the member schools buy into that power? So it's easy to say the NCAA sucks, and I think the NCAA sucks in a lot of ways. But to replace it, you know, for example, should there be a commissioner? A lot of people have talked about that. There should be a college sports commissioner. Well, that has to get approval. The wheels turn slowly, all that sort of thing. Uh, Greg, hello. Hey, Steve, with regards to that, um, I was going to take a break off today, but I had to call in when I heard some other rule changes. And, yeah, I'm a former wide receiver in high school, Steve, but Ricky Pearsall was held in the game we just played. The TB was holding one arm. He still reached out with his other arm and tried to make a one-handed catch. I beg to differ with this, that, that they're making it better for the receivers. They're literally, as the saying goes, tying one arm behind the receiver's back and making them try to make catches with one arm. And I think it's a joke. And I hope somebody in the SEC is hearing me right now. When are they going to start calling pass interference and holding on the DBs? You could go back and look at the tape, and there's a play where a Carolina DB is literally holding Pearsall's arm, and he still almost makes makes an amazing catch with one arm, and they never called it. So I'll just listen off there on your thoughts, because I think it's a joke that they're letting the DBs get away with just literally just like grabbing one arm and making them catch it with one hand. And I, I think that's ridiculous. And I'll listen to your thoughts off there. Go Gators. Thanks, Greg. I think that's oversimplification, right? I mean, if, if, you, if you get caught and something DBs are taught is, you know, jostle the other arm or the other hand or the other whatever. And, yeah, I mean, by the letter of the law, Right. Well, what happens if offensive guys push off on their route? Does that, does that get called? I don't see it get called very much. So for every time you're telling me the defensive guy has an advantage, I can give you a time when the offensive guy gets an advantage. Right? And again, you can't you, – If when you were a receiver in the old days, you went across the middle, guess what? You, you, you might get cracked by somebody can't do that now they still do it but you get penalized or thrown out of the game for doing it now so the receivers now have much more freedom to go over the middle than what they used to that helps receivers that helps the passing game i forgot to mention uh, about kansas they were put on probation they had to take down their 2018 uh, final four banner um but they really did not get major penalties when a lot of people thought uh, that they would. Um, remember, this was back from that investigation way back in 2017. Remember that? Um, 
So they got to, I mean, if you want to say they got away with it, they did because they escaped major, major uh, issues there. Daniel says, what do you think about the new Gator basketball uniforms? I think it's a nice change. Uh, I'm not a uniform guy. Now, I will say this. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to uniforms. If, if you have, like, for example, they're going to wear black, okay? That's not a school color. But you know what? Russell, get over it. And I have. Because those days are gone, right? I mean, white isn't a school color either. It's orange and blue. They wear white. So, again, you can wear black. Now, I was not a fan of those ugly green things they wore a couple of years ago, whatever. They were, that was bad. That was really bad. But, look, I, kids, I think, make a big deal out of uniforms, and I get it. You know, you want to look cool, man. You, you went in that uni. You want to look good, right? As a fan, I could care less. I mean, if it works for them, great. I just don't want to see ugly. I mean, wear what you want. And look, that's a constant thing about the look and who wears what and how many combinations you have. That, that's part of it. Um, you know what else is amazing to me? As I close out this first hour, nobody's talking about Deion Sanders now, right? Prime time. Everybody, everybody, well, what happened now? He ain't prime, and he ain't time, right? And I told you this. I told you this for the start of the season. He's a smart dude because he went to a school, if they win three games, they triple the win total of last year, if you want to put it in that context. Right, but nobody's talking about the the Saturday Night Live. If you haven't seen the Saturday Night Live spoof of him, was awesome. It was really funny. Um, And look, I'm not hating on him. I think he's been great for the sport. He's gotten uh, you know college football uh, some good pub. But as I said, let the year play out. Right? They are horrific on defense. Horrific. And this is a guy who primarily played defense as a player. So you just don't ever know. Jade says, seem to be the year Coach Wise might get her first natty, but after the injury, the team has struggled to win even against the bottom teams in the league. Any insight to the recent struggles? Yes, their All-American setter went down. That's a big, big, big piece, Jade. That's and they're struggling to make up for it. Hour 2 coming up. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
At International Diamond Center, nobody tells our story better than our own non-commissioned diamond experts. In the 17 years that I've been in this industry, I have never been able to offer my clients the things that I can offer at IDC. What's best about our company is that we have access to far more options than most retailers typically do. None of us are paid on commission at all, so our interests are pure. We always encourage people to shop around because we know that our prices are good enough. You will be back. It's not a selling environment at all. We want to know what's most important to you and help you get there. We take care of your ring for life. We invite you in. It is an extension of our family. It's about helping each client achieve what they want to become a hero. When we approach it in such a straightforward manner, it's refreshing. They almost look at you with a sigh of relief, like you take the mystery away. The merchandise that we have is unmatched. The prices that we have are incredibly competitive. Our quality is unsurpassed. International Diamond Center. Discover the difference. Our people. Get store hours, directions, and more at shopidc.com. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. So I have a full upper dental implant and full lower. The bottom is removable. So I had everything removed and replaced. I take them out every day, clean them, and put them back in. They snap on securely so you can eat with comfort and everything else and you don't have to worry about laughing and them coming out. <laughs> I was dumping so much money into like replacing each individual tooth. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to find an alternative. I love it. <laughs> I can smile a big smile now and not have to worry about missing teeth. It's a great place. I highly recommend it. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez. And if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-361-1289. 800-361-1289. That's 800-361-1289. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Daniel Haviv is our producer after Zach Weiss did the honors for Inside the Huddle today. I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for making time out of your busy day to join us. We appreciate it when you call us and talk sports. 392-8255. Uh, you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Um, all right. Uh, hold on here. Go ahead. Yeah, there you go. I'm trying to get Buck Ballou here uh, to join us. We're having a little difficulty, uh, but hopefully we will do that here um, and get right to you here. Um, 
Mike says Dion threw his players under the bus in this post game. Can't stand a coach making millions, put the blame on the players. Players play the way they are coached. Um, sometimes, well, I guess most times, you could you could say that. Um, William says the officiating in the league now is particularly bad. This goes all ways, including four. Go ahead and try to call him again. Uh, for and against Florida. Uh, at the end of games, feels like officials really swallow the whistle. For example, the play Boardingham juggled and caught for a touchdown, literally the most blatant hold by a defensive back happens right in front of the line judge. Guy literally does nothing. I'm not usually that guy to complain about penalties, but uh, anybody could see that. Take a look when you get a chance. Um, I will say this. Um, probably now officiating is more uh, scrutinized <clears throat> than ever before because of so many cameras, um, because of so many replays and such. And <clears throat> not that there wasn't a lot riding on a game before, but a lot rides on the game now. Uh, I will tell you this, though. The officials, I can't speak for any other conference, but I know this because I know conference officials who used to do it. The SEC officials are graded. And if they don't reach a certain grade, they don't work. So that's all I can tell you with that. I'm going to bring in a longtime friend of the show. I've known this guy a long time. We were actually uh, close to being classmates in terms of being in college. He is former Georgia quarterback Buck Ballou. We'll tell you about his radio show here in a second. Buck, always good to, to have you, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Buck, uh, I had a, an email earlier <clears throat> bring up a really good point. I'm going to take you back to 2009 here. After Florida had won you know, championships in 06 and 08, in 09, they were unbeaten until the SEC championship game. And I did the postgame show, and I got people calling about Adazio's a bad offensive coordinator, what's wrong with this team, you know, all of that. Has that happened, do you think, at Georgia at this juncture? Well... There's certainly some of that. I, I put a percentage of about, I don't know, 15% of the people that, you know, are displeased with what they're seeing out of the Georgia team so far this year. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and guess that that they're not happy about much in life. Um, <laughs> with the way things are going with this Georgia program, this is the best run that the Bulldog program has ever had uh, since the 80, 1980 through 83, where they have uh, won 23, 24 SEC games in a row. Uh, you know, the, the program's never been better. And this team uh, might not be, uh, you know, as impressive to the eye as the last two, but I think, you know, roughly about 80, 85% of the fans are, uh, are pretty pleased with what's going on. Uh, from a quarterback's eyes, Buck, you know, with Shane Matthews here, I, I always respect what you guys have done. Uh, what do you see in Carson Beck? Well, I see a guy that has been extremely patient, waiting on his opportunity. So many of these other quarterbacks would have transferred by now. But he uh, kept working on his game, kept developing, and when his time came, this season, he was ready, uh, knew the offense like the back of his hand, a guy that is making a lot of quick, good decisions, which uh, if you're going to play at a high level at the quarterback position, you've got to be able to make those quick decisions. And 
He's done that. He is not a guy that forces the ball into tight spaces. He's willing to check it down. He's also a guy that has a little more mobility than than what I expected. Uh, you know, with the stature that he has, he's able to see the whole field, and uh, he, he really is a pocket passer. But he moves around a lot better than I anticipated. Um, Buck, when you look at the injury situation, you know, Bowers is the one that sort of, you know, leaps out. But how how healthy is this Georgia team going into the bye week? Well, on offense, they, you know, they, they've been dinged up. So now they've got the best player on their team that will be unavailable for, I'm guessing, maybe until the SEC championship game. Uh, is probably the about as early as Bowers could be expected to be back. Um, you know, uh, Marius Mims, right tackle, uh, has had the – tightrope surgery on his ankle, so he's been out for multiple weeks. Uh, the running back position has really been sort of, uh, you know, sort of uh, this sort of a hodgepodge uh, thing, you know, mix and match pretty much every week. And and I tell you what, Dajan Edwards, the starter that had a really good game this past weekend in Nashville, has uh, has played hurt. You know, he's a tough dude. He put a knee brace on, had a knee sprain. You know, with the uh, running back position in such poor shape, he he just said, heck, I'm going to play. And uh, he continues to play hard. Uh, thank goodness for that. And and now the Bowers situation hits him hard. So, you know, an offense are really banged up. Defense, I think they're in really good shape. Uh, Buck Blue is our guest here, former Georgia quarterback, as the Gators in Georgia will do battle here uh, after the bye week this week. Um, how has Kirby Smart handled if that's the right word all of this but what tell me what he's like in terms of a coach and uh, overseeing this program i tell you what i see a guy that's really improved and you really it really shows up with the way he's handling the media uh, you know there was a, a guy when he first got started that had a pretty quick fuse and uh, he is he handles the media so much better uh these days it's not as combative uh you know, he still gets those questions that make you roll your eyes, but he's got a lot more patience with that. Uh, I think he's really done a great job of getting better with that because it allows you to go out and sell your program, uh, sell the recruits that are paying attention, uh, put a uh, positive spin on things. I've been really impressed with the way he's he's handled that, and he continues to be outstanding when it comes to the X's and O's. I tell you, I think I, I really like what he's done hiring too, uh, both with Will Muschamp and Mike Bobo, uh, with with big roles on this coaching staff now, and I think that is a really good thing because he's got two guys on that coaching staff that aren't afraid to look him in the eye if they disagree with something and uh, tell him the way they see it. And I think that's invaluable on a coaching staff. Uh, it seems like a lot of these guys are just trying to please the head coach, trying to move up the ladder and um, just tell him what he wants to hear where you got Muschamp and Bobo won't hesitate uh, to tell him like they see it. So, you know, there's a lot to be impressed with. There's no doubt about it. Uh, if, if I said to you, fill in this blank, Buck, the strength of this Georgia team is, how would you complete that? Uh, just the balance of the talent across the board. Uh, 
you know, there not, might not be one area that really jumps out as, as being a, a strength. But uh, I think that strength is a secondary, by the way. But you look across the board, every position group has got outstanding players, and they've got depth at every single position group. They've done a great job in recruiting, of balancing this team out with great players at every position. Um, Each player, I mean, look, we all know what Georgia has done, but now there's new players. Do they they want to build their own legacy? What is their sense of what's been done in the past and what they're trying to do again this year? Yeah, I just think under Kirby, they just want to win. Uh, you know, they, uh, they're they focused on the now. They're not looking back at last season or the season before that. They're not looking ahead to the next game or the next season. They, they do a great job of staying focused on the moment. Really impressive uh, what, what they've been able to do there. You know, they, they want to win football games. And, uh, you know, to do that, you got to be at your best. There are a lot of people that a lot of these teams are giving them their best shot, minus Kentucky. Yeah. But uh, because of what they've done the last two years, you know, you you just expect to get everybody's best shot. And, and so they have been prepared and uh, been tough enough to uh, embrace the challenge. I've been really impressed with what these uh, guys have done so far this season. But, look, the, the toughest part of the season is is upon them now. Uh, the Gators are a quality opponent, a lot better than they've been the last two years where it really hadn't been much of a game in Jacksonville. Uh, you, you got a solid Missouri team, uh, Ole Miss, Tennessee, SEC championship game, hopefully the, the playoffs. So they, uh, they're facing the toughest part of the schedule here coming up. I've been waiting to ask you this because – you know, we've known each other for a long time and contemporaries and age and all of that, but I've never really asked you on air where you see the future of the sport. You know, with NIL, with, you know, having to protect your own roster. You know, you heard Stoops talk about, you know, buying players, all of that. Uh, where do you see the future of the game, Buck? Yeah, that's deep. It um, is a little deep, I admit. That's deep. I, uh, <laughs> Are you, you just know, worried about Florida? If that's the case, I understand. I'm concerned. Uh, you know, when you you look at these uh, mega conferences, I don't know. I just get the impression maybe the conferences are going to end up going away. And you're just going to have everybody's an independent uh, trying to get to be the uh, 12 top teams to, to get in the playoffs. But, you know, uh, now that we've got like Texas and and Oklahoma coming to the SEC, and you've got UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten. I mean, none of that makes any sense at all. No. no. So it is uh, It's a little bit crazy out there, Steve, as you know. I'm I not want... sure where we're heading. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I love the game, and I, uh, I just love the game of football. You know, I mean, I love high school football. and got two boys playing high school football right now and just loving being there on Friday night. I I love football at any level. We were at the uh, Furman and Samford game in Birmingham this past Saturday, and just it reminded me how much I love the uh, smaller college football. You know, we get to see this major college football all the time. You know, NFL football, too. So I'm just a lover of the game. 
And, uh, you know, I have to admit I am a little concerned about where we're heading uh, as far as college football goes. Yeah, I hear uh, By the way, for those who don't know, Buck's been in, in the broadcasting business for a long time. Tell folks where they can hear you. Well, we're uh, 23rd year at 680 The Fan in Atlanta, 680 The Fan. It's our 23rd year of uh, talking Braves and Falcons and, uh, as I call it, deep south college football <laughs> uh, here in Atlanta. And, you know, I've got a book out, too, Steve. Oh, I, uh, I want okay. to plug that, too. Sure. Inside the Hedges is sort of the backstory of the 1980 national championship season. People, if they're interested, could uh, purchase that and get that at InsideTheHedges.com. Okay, yeah, I saw you doing some book signings along the way, so yeah, uh, good luck with that. By the way, real quick, since you're a Braves guy too, should baseball change its postseason format? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but like everything else, it's a money grab is what it is. So let's get, you know, they're trying to squeeze in as many of these wild card teams that they can squeeze in. I just, you know, I was talking about it today. I'm just so frustrated with that. Uh, you play 162 games, and uh, I think the, the Braves were 20 games better than the Diamondbacks and 14 games better than the Phillies. And yet the the way the system, uh, the way it's structured right now, you get the wild card teams, uh, in my mind, have the advantage. They're asking the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Orioles, who had the best regular seasons, to take six, seven days off, five days off, uh, and, and then, you know, you jump right in uh, against a team that's coming in hot. And so I don't like the, the structure. I think the team that can hold up and, and do the best during the marathon season should have an advantage. And right now they're at a, di- at, uh, they're at a disadvantage when you look at the way the system's set up right now. Always appreciate your time. Should be fun in Jacksonville. Buck Ballou joining us here. Thank you, Buck. We'll talk soon. Hey, good to be with you. Same here. Thank you, Buck. Good. I've known that guy for 100 years. And let me tell you, he was their quarterback. He was also a really good baseball player when he was in college at Georgia. 118, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Austin Sterling. In the MLB playoffs, the Arizona Diamondbacks are on the road for Game 2 of the National League Championship Series against the Philadelphia Phillies tonight. The Phillies took Game 1 of the series and are looking to take a commanding 2-0 lead. Coverage starts right here at 7.30. Transitioning to the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning will take on the Buffalo Sabres tonight. The Lightning will be looking to take their first victory since their season opener. Puck drop is set for 7.30. In softball, the Gators will play an exhibition game against the USF Bulls tonight in Gainesville. Switching to college soccer, Florida will face Auburn at Donald R. Disney Stadium Thursday. The Gators will attempt to pick up their first home win since August 27th and are looking to improve their positioning for the SEC tournament. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Austin Sterling. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. 
After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell. You need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. In my job, I never held back. I played hurt, and I pushed through the pain. Sound familiar? Football legend Emmett Smith had a reputation for just grinding through the injuries and pain over and over. That may be you. And QC Kinetic sees patients every day who are exhausted from dealing with the persistent pain. A lot of you work physically demanding jobs. You stand, you climb, you bend down, you reach up. And if you have joint pain, it takes all you got to earn a living. But it's time you know about QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the leaders in regenerative treatments, help relieve that debilitating joint pain without surgeries or downtime. These are natural solutions that use your body's own healing properties to give you lasting relief from the soreness and achiness. You got a job to do. I get it. But now you don't have to suffer through the pain. Check out my friends over at QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Whether the game is home or away, Gator fans have been going places. Take your Gator pride everywhere with UF's newly designed license plate. Your plate purchase supports UF and first-generation student scholarships. And don't forget, Florida residents can collect a $25 Gator Plate rebate. Visit ufplates.com to learn more. Upgrade to a UF specialty plate today. And remember, wherever you go, go Gators! Hey Gator fans, Steve Russell here. Does the bye week have you missing Gator football? Well, T-Mobile, official wireless provider of your Florida Gators, wants to keep you connected to your favorite teams and players. Stop by the T-Mobile store on the corner of Southwest Archer Road and Southwest 35th Boulevard on Thursday, October 19th between noon and 1.30 p.m. and you can meet current football players Graham Mertz, Ricky Pearsall, and Shamar James and win great prizes including game tickets, a branded Yeti cooler, signed merch, and more. You won't want to miss this. Go Gators! Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. All right, we're coming down the last half hour of the program. Don't forget, tomorrow is our last show of the week. But we have plenty of time for you today. Dave is up first. Hi, David. Good afternoon, Steve. Good interview with uh, Mr. Ballou. You know, a lot of discussion about throwing the ball downfield, throwing the ball downfield. That pass to Lindsey Scott was about, what, 10, 12 yards, and it killed us. So, I mean, sometimes it's just uh, – 
uh, when a receiver makes a play. Hey, Steve, speaking of throwing the ball downfield, you know, I, I know it's probably a lot of it is in jest, but they were talking about Spurrier making the comment about throwing deep, throwing deep, and uh, then Billy throws deep, um, which personally I don't think had anything to do with it. I think it was probably uh, what the defense was giving him. But, Steve, having the greatest coach in Florida history, um, you know, around a coach, and it's and I really don't remember comments like that being made when Mullen was there or when uh, McElwain or any of the others. Um, it's sort of like, you know, the, guy, the woman that marries the guy and he has his dead wife picture all over the house. It's hard. It's got to be hard for Napier or any coach to have a legend, um, you know, right there at the school, the ambassador of the school, and especially if he makes a comment like, we need to be throwing deep, we need to be throwing deep. What do you think about that? I think that's only as difficult as that person wants to make it be. I'll give you a perfect example. When Ron Zook took over for Spurrier, uh, and, and Zucker has been my friend for 25 years. But he chafed at that. And he kind of said, look, I'm not Steve Spurrier, I'm me. And he got off on the wrong foot, right? That may be true. What he said is true. Everybody's their own person, but it's how you say it, right? Instead of saying, I'm not him, I'm my, I'm my own person, you know, maybe you say, Boy, you know, you're right. Coach Spurrier's done great things here. Really admire him. You know, respect what he's done. We're going to try to live up to the legacy. There's a whole different way of saying that. So I think it's, in, in Napier, I mean, he said, you know, how about them Gators? Well, I mean, he understands he can walk down to Spurrier's office and talk to him if he wants to. But you know, to Steve's credit, you know, he, he's not coaching. He's the ambassador. And that's what he ought to right. be. Right, I, and I agree, but it's it's still got to be tough because I don't care who the coach is. It's going to be very difficult to live up to Coach Spurrier, and you've made that point many times that, hey, yes, it is because they don't come along every day. Correct. You don't get a Spurrier or a Meyer yep. um, every day. And hopefully Napier will be mentioning his name in the same vein in, in future, but it's, uh, it's not, not a given, that's for sure. And Have a mo- great day. All right, thank you, David. Most of the time, not all the time, most of the time when a school has had a successful run, the coach has been there for a long time. So there's been sustained success. What did FSU do before Bobby Bowden? Right? Bobby Bowden's best they ever had. And it was tough. And here's another thing. I get accused sometimes of being anti-fan, which I'm not, but I will call fans out. I have no hesitation to do that. I've been called uh, pro-coach. I am pro-coach. I know how damn hard it is to do that. Okay? And it's easy to criticize what a coach does because nobody criticizes you and your job. I get that, okay? And coaches make big money to absorb that punishment. But 
I'm not saying, and let's use Bobby Bowden, Philip Fulmer. Some of their fans ran those coaches out of town, despite what they had done. And one Stephen or Spurrier, when he left here, said, and I'm paraphrasing, 10 wins isn't good enough around here anymore. That's from the most revered coach in school history. That ain't me talking. That's that guy talking. So sometimes, because you get used to that and you get the elixir, right, that you should be 12-0 and every year and then you're not, fire the guy. Okay. And look, I'm not saying that I haven't been wrong before. Dan Mullen's a friend of mine. Dan Mullen continues to be a friend of mine. And I am one of these people that thinks, yep, you can turn it around. And remember, that fall was fast. It wasn't, it was, not too much before the fall, Kyle Trask and company were a whisker away from winning the SEC championship. It isn't like it was five years. It was the year, it was, it was close. So the fall was pretty precipitous. You just don't know. And that's, but now what's not being done in a lot of places is coaches are not being given time. And that, I think, is wrong. Especially if you're coming in here or wherever you're at and you're in a rebuild. 129, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Considering buying a lab-grown diamond versus a natural diamond? IDC owner Keith LeClaire says, be careful. These machine-made diamonds are being mass-produced, and the value appears to be dropping fast. If they can create 130 carats per machine per day, and you've got 5,000 people that are growing at that level, do you know how much is already stockpiled? You're talking about millions of carats. Now you're talking about a product that was $5,000 just three years ago is now down to almost zero. So when trying to choose between a natural diamond and a lab-grown diamond, proceed with caution. Why would you put your money in something that devalues faster than food you eat? Before you propose, come to International Diamond Center and get the facts about diamonds from our non-commissioned experts. Learn how diamonds are priced and graded on the world market and educate yourself on the latest trend of lab-grown diamonds. I want people to know that IDC is about protecting them. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point and always at ShopIDC.com. It'll never happen to me. I'll never need help. That's what every boater thinks. But then one day, you do need help. And you have no way of getting it because you thought having an emergency locator beacon was unnecessary. You're wrong. Emergency locator beacons are effective, affordable, and they save lives. Seriously. If not for you, do it for them. Learn more about emergency locator beacons at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. 
Hey, it's Steve Russell. You need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Your home is full of potential, and small changes can make a huge difference. So make your list, pick your designs, and when you're ready to make that potential come to life, rely on Radiant Credit Union to help you get there. A home equity line of credit from Radiant can give you the funds for a home refresh, upgrade to your appliances, or whatever you want to do. Plus, Radiant's special intro rate makes it even more affordable. Visit RadiantCU.org slash potential to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Tranquil conditions for us this afternoon. Lots of sunshine. Temperatures a little bit warmer than yesterday. Highs today should peak near 70, but we will still have a bit of a chill with northerly winds gusting to about 15 miles an hour. Tonight, turning cold, clear skies, lows in the mid to upper 40s. Tomorrow afternoon, a bit milder, highs in the mid to upper 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Today on ESPN Radio. After winning game one at home, the Phillies look to stay red hot and take a two games to none lead over the Diamondbacks. Can Arizona respond and get the split on the road? Real right field going back is Carroll at the wall and it's gone. Over the high wall and right. Nick Castellanos is red hot. Coverage starts tonight at 7.30 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Kevin in Punta says, thanks for all you do day in and day out. After seeing the Fairweather Gators come out suddenly praising the team and coaches, I remind everybody to take each game and enjoy it because very soon it'll be January and no football for months. It does go by fast, no question. Back to the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Rob, hello. Steve, good day to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a bye week, so we get to reflect. Hopefully these young men will reflect on the, on the good year they're having and hold their ground against Georgia. I mean, that's that's all I want. I want them to play well. You know, they've got a week off, and they got to realize this is going to be the, the biggest game of their of the season for them. And um, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a, a barometer of, um, you know, whether we get embarrassed, then, you know, that's a setback. We play well and, and hang in there and win one shot the world. That's a plus – or play well and lose, that's still a plus. So I'm just looking forward to building off South Carolina, even though they, they're they're porous, they're mediocre, and they've always been. And it should be an automatic. But going back to what the guy said about Steve Spurrier, um, you know, being overshadowed by that, I, I, I think, you know, it's the same goes for basketball. And, um, you know, it's not the fans at all. It's 15 years of disappointment, 15 years of mediocrity where – the, the upper management has not um, hired people and, 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 and kept kept them. And we've had to go through one coach after another and had a, it's called a scramble, and that's a, at least an instability. But, 
Billy, this is a big game for Billy, and it's not a must-win game, obviously. Everybody needs to look at that like that. But it's going to be a game, a barometer, Stephen. We'll see you, and I'm going to enjoy it. Enjoy your week off, brother. All right. Well, thank you. I'm not going to have a week off, just a couple of days. But, um, well, let's go back to one of the premises you just made about the hiring. Every hire, I don't go, go to any school in the United States of America. Every hire doesn't work out. It's a crapshoot. It is. And again, sometimes the expectation, in my opinion, is unrealistic that you're going to hire somebody to come in and do what Billy Donovan did. That's just, that's not impossible, but very difficult to do. Ken, welcome. Thank you, Steve. Um, you're absolutely right about the fact that some people, that coaches don't give people enough time. Uh, a lot of people forget that Nick Saban's first year was six and six. Yep. And in, and you're right that hiring is a crapshoot because sometimes uh, the chemistry isn't there. Um, sometimes it works out the same way with players. I didn't think Bo Nix was worth a hoot. I didn't think he could throw a tantrum, much less a football, but he was with <laughs> Auburn. But uh, he went out to Oregon, and he's tearing it up. And I'm just absolutely amazed at what Bo Nix is doing out there. And there, there are other players that you know didn't get a chance at one school and are going to another school, but, but another school and, and doing great things. Bo Nix is the most is the most prominent example that I can think of. But I, I know others <clears throat> just can't uh, call them to mind at the moment. But you're absolutely right in everything you say that the hiring is a crapshoot. People are too impatient, and they have very short memories when it comes to, if, a, if especially if a coach gets off to a slow start. And uh, I think Billy Napier is doing a, a good job. I, I feel like Florida is getting a little better every week. And I think they're going to, if they don't have a, a, a marvelous year this year, I think they're going to have a pretty outstanding year next year. And I think people just need to be patient because I think Billy's doing a good job. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, Ken. Thank you. Um, Here's an illustration. Alabama. They've had two really superior coaches, and one in Gene Stallings, who won a national championship. All right? All right. Bear Bryant leaves. Who do they hire? Ray Perkins. Alabama guy. Bear guy. Right? He wins 67% of his games. He's fired. Bill Curry lasts three years. He wins 72% of his games. He's gone. Gene Stallings was actually a 71% winning percentage, but he won that national title. And then Mike DeBose, Dennis Francione, Mike Price, you get the point? Mike Shula, Alabama had coaches after Stallings that had winning percentages of 51%, uh, 68%, and 30% before Nick Saban, who, by the way, is at 87%. Ridiculous numbers. But do you see my point there, ladies and gentlemen? That if you expected those guys to do what Saban did 
or Bear Bryant did. It's, it's hard, peeps. Hard to do that. And yet, that's the expectation, as if anybody can walk in there and do what Bear Bryant did. I say it all the time. That demeans Bear Bryant. That, that, that makes him and what he did less important, and it should not be. Daryl emails. He said, uh, who do you have in the World Series? Oh, I, I, I thought Houston uh, would be the American League. Uh, I'm probably going to be wrong now. Texas up 2 nothing. I, I love Bruce Bochy, and I should have gone with him. Uh, and I did pick the Phillies. Uh, they're just they're built for the postseason somehow. They don't they they embrace the moment of the postseason. They're really good at that. Um, I didn't realize Bryce Harper's 31 years old now. Not that that's old, but just it seemed like he just came up. Uh, Mark uh, has a question about um, officiating. He says, "Could you go more into detail about what the SEC does in terms of grading the officials?" I don't know, Mark, the mechanism for it, you know, what the score is or anything like that, but I do know that they're graded. And they have to make a certain, um, I know, I think I'm right, I think there's eight different uh, grading categories. I believe I'm correct. Um, So, once again, you don't make the grade, you don't keep a job. Tony's with us next. Hi, Tony. Hey, Steve. What's up, buddy? Hey. Um, you know, that uh, Nick Saban replacement is going to be fascinating, man. Um, at one time, you know, Dabo Sweeney was the leader in the clubhouse, but uh, I got no idea nowadays who would possibly take that position, Steve. Who do you think? Well... Think of, and again, I'm a big history guy, okay? When, when Bear Bryant was hired, he had some success at Kentucky, right? Well, Ray Perkins kind of came out of nowhere. Like when that hire was made, yeah, an Alabama guy and a Bear guy, but, uh, you know? So if you're going to continue a legacy... I think you've got to go after legacy people. But here's the trouble with that. A legacy coach doesn't want to follow a legacy coach, right? And I think that's the difficulty here, right? So if Dabo, who now has his own legacy, right, wants to go to Alabama or they want to have him in Alabama, what, what can he establish there? I don't know what that what what because he's he already has his Clemson thing and anything he does at Alabama will be just sort of a you know a shadow to Nick Saban. So that's why a lot of times when when the person that's after a legacy look at Zucker, okay, yeah. it, it, they weren't hiring. Uh, yeah, I can't think of somebody you know a, a big time coach there because it's hard. You don't want to replace a legend. It's hard to do. Yeah, and also, I think the shine off of Dabo's diamond has kind of worn off a little bit, too. I don't think that they're going to be nowhere near as successful as they have been in the last four or five years prior moving forward here. I don't see that happening also. So that could just take them out of the running completely. 
It could. It could, because I think that's what fans will see or say that, okay, yeah, he won those championships, but how long ago was that? Is he relevant now? You know, blah, blah, blah. So do you hire this? And here's the other thing do you hire somebody that's got the Alabama pedigree? To Alabama's credit, Saban didn't have that, right? He won at LSU and others, a rival school. So to hire him took a little chutzpah, and obviously it paid off. And hey, Steve, the best engagement thing, you know, definitely something different happened during that game against South Carolina that led to the, uh, you know, some of the metrics that I saw of the air yards and expected air yards. I mean, those were like triple quadruple from what they've been the whole year. Um, and it wasn't the defense being played against them. They've been having that type of defense played against them all year. It just went out and making those types of play calls. Or I think also, and was Mertz also, wasn't taking advantage of some shots. And I think it's human nature, Steve. He heard all the rumbling of him being a turnover machine and him being a, a bust and going to be the worst quarterback in the SEC. He heard that. And I think he had been playing a little conservative up until this point. But he let it rip against South Carolina. And there was a lot of opportunities where he could have taken some short passes that were a lot more safer, and he went for the shots. Um, so I think he might uh, – if he opens up like that, Steve, um, you know, who knows what this team could do the remainder of this season. But um, I got to tell you, that I think played a big factor, Steve. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, that – he mm-hmm. took that he took a deep shot because he wanted to prove people wrong. And I, I think his percentage of completion speaks for itself. What mm-hmm. I am anxious to see is, is this a, you know, there was some of that against Vanderbilt too, but will this continue against a defense that is vastly better? Right? Mm-hmm. Will he have the time? I mean, he's been... He's taken some shots against some teams that don't have great fronts. Well, Georgia does have a great front. So in this game, it may necessitate not taking shots down the field because of the time to throw. That's going to be a chess game I want to see. Yeah, for sure. Last Steve, do you think Aaron Rodgers can come back this year? Yes. Uh, well, if you believe what you read, uh, he's ahead of schedule. Uh, week 15 is what's been thrown out there. Um, wow. you know, now he, but apparently he is ahead of schedule. Wow. This could be quite a story season, man, if it plays out like that, like we hope it could play out. Um, now, but I'll tell you what I, what I hope though, Tony doesn't happen. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's say Aaron Rodgers is available week 15. If the jets are out of it, don't play. Sure. Don't play and risk another injury. Get yourself fully healed, and then come back at age 72 or whatever he is next year, and hopefully he'll do okay. Now, the schedule does soften up big time. It does. It does. So, they, I mean, they might be in it, man. Well, the problem is, remember, a lot of what happened the other day was because of their defense. And even though the, the schedule softens, you don't know what you're going to get offensively week to week. That's that's yeah. the part that is hard to deal with. It's frustrating watching it every week, too. What could have been? But, hey, life of the Jets, man. That's All right. right. Steve, take care, Thank you, Tony. 
147. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Austin Sterling. In the MLB playoffs, the Arizona Diamondbacks are on the road for Game 2 of the National League Championship Series against the Philadelphia Phillies. Arizona will look to bounce back after its Game 1 loss and head home with a series split. Coverage starts right here at 7.30. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning will take on the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Tampa has ranked as a bottom three team in the league in average goals allowed early this season in the absence of star goaltender Andre Vasilevsky, and will look to improve that going forward. Puck drop is set for 7.30. Moving to softball, the Gators will play an exhibition game against the USF Bulls tonight in Gainesville. In high school volleyball playoffs, Branford takes on Lafayette, and Union Center will face Bell. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Austin Sterling. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. We get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine, amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state-licensed at myfloridalicense.com. 
Hey Gator fans, Steve Russell here. Does the bye week have you missing Gator football? Well, T-Mobile, official wireless provider of your Florida Gators, wants to keep you connected to your favorite teams and players. Stop by the T-Mobile store on the corner of Southwest Archer Road and Southwest 35th Boulevard on Thursday, October 19th between noon and 1.30 p.m. and you can meet current football players Graham Mertz, Ricky Pearsall, and Shamar James and win great prizes including game tickets, a branded Yeti cooler, signed merch, and more. You won't want to miss this. Go Gators! This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Down the stretch we come here for a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene. Steve's with us. Hi, Steve. Hey, Steve. Um, when you were naming all those Alabama coaches, it sounded like there were about five or six of them, maybe. Uh, and I guess each of them lasted two, three years. So I guess Alabama went quite a while without winning an SEC, except for uh, the one year they won the national championship, I guess. I think they won an SEC championship with DuBose, I think. But don't hold me to that. But, I mean, we haven't won one in, what, like 14 years? 15, yeah. I think, yeah, and then that sounds like they went through the same kind of thing. And, you know, to I guess what a fan would say, if you say, why are you saying fire a coach who won 70% of his games, I mean – they're trying to get to Saban. I mean, they didn't know who Saban was at the time, but they're trying to get to the coach that can do what Saban's done, and and they don't want to settle for, you know, 70% because that's, what, seven, eight games a year. Yes, and there's so, nothing wrong yeah. with there's – a, there's a big difference to me, Steve, between um, wanting to keep up, you know, your success – versus the reality of it that no one does no one does history shows that right no one does i keep saying this everybody is going to hit a down cycle how long are you down between 1981 and 1999 alabama won exactly three sec football championships three so they stayed down for a pretty long time, given Bear Bryant standards, right? Until they found Saban and he turned right. it around. Yeah, but, you know, the fans will say that it was their complaining that forced them to keep changing coaches to get to Saban. I don't know. I guess there's a balance there between giving a guy a chance for four or five years or more or trying to find the next one that might be able to be ultra successful like Saban's been. Yeah, and and that's and that is the uh, $64,000 question, Steve, that yeah. how long – I mean, look, they're – Fan base, fan base X, okay, they hire Daniel. And some of the fans are going to go, oh, that's a really good hire. I like Daniel. And others right from the go are not going to like him because he didn't do this or he didn't do that. So that coach automatically has an uphill climb with some of the fan base, right? Well, same with Billy Napier. Yeah. 
Look, at the beginning of his tenure, whatever, what, what did everybody universally say? Dan Mullen didn't recruit he well. He's, he, yeah. Well, guess what? That went out the door. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Thank um, you. I just have a – do I have another minute? Or you quickly. Go? Quickly. I got another call. Okay. All right. So, it seems like we, we run a play, it works, and then you never see it again. Like, every play, Pearsall runs across the thing. One time they actually gave it to him, and he made a good game, but then they never gave it to him again. Now, when we get Georgia, uh, they're going to be, you know, pressuring Mertz. And don't we, shouldn't we try to do like a screen pass or, you know, a draw play or something to try to counteract that instead of just having him drop back and hope we can block for him? Well, that's what coaches get paid for. I mean, right? But, but yeah. when's the last time we did that? Did, did what? Throw know. a screen? A screen pass, a draw play, a jet sweep, I mean, a pitch out. They do jet I mean, sweeps all the time. We do it once. No, no, no. They, they do multiple jet sweeps, okay? okay. And, and then now you're, now you're questioning, you know, what the exact play is, right? My thing is, if I'm being an offensive coach when I coached, do I get the ball to my playmakers? And I think Florida does a pretty good job of that, either through jet sweeps or however, get the ball in their hands. And they get the ball in, in uh, Pearsall's hands quite a bit. Yes, they do. All right. All I got right. to go. run, Steve. Thank you. PG will wrap it up today. PG, hi. Hey, man. Um, yeah, the Phillies and being a Mets fan, it, it, it's hard to watch Wheeler out there just just pitching like an ace uh, against the Braves as well. Have you been, following, have you been watching his starts? Well, I mean, that's typical Mets. Yeah, right? Yeah. They, I mean, homegrown. They leave. You know, Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer are, you know, pitching in the championship series. And, uh, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. where were they at the start of the year? So, yeah. 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 Anyway, Wheeler hurts more. But anyway, um, got a theory real quick. Going to take it off the air. So, Merch threw for a lot of yards. Uh, the receivers, I feel like, are making plays. I'm not saying anybody's a Heisman Trophy candidate even in the future, but I feel like. They're all, a lot of these guys are new. They're kind of getting to know each other. You're six, seven games in, and they're making plays now. I feel like there's a comfort there. He's starting to expand it. I don't know much about defenses. It looks like they're playing the same D or you know, not much mixing up. So it doesn't look like much was different other than he's taking some shots, trusting his guys, uh, and he's got weapons. I feel like he's got you know the tight end running now, a couple tight ends. He's got three or four, five, maybe four receivers he can really trust. So I feel like that's playing a big part. And give Billy Gonzalez a lot of credit, man, yep. as well as Napier. Yep. So. Well, again, I just looked it up to make sure I was right. Okay, Ricky Pearsall was targeted 13 times at South Carolina. Trey Wilson was targeted nine times. Boardingham was targeted seven times. And Khalil Jackson, six. So of the 48 passes, uh, let's see, 22, 29, 35 of them were targeted to those four guys. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and Douglas is out. You know, and he was a starter. But yeah. I just I just see different receivers making plays on balls. Jackson's hands, uh, boarding him, tipping that ball to himself, making guys miss, uh, making plays. And that stuff, you know, takes time to trust each other. So I, I think it's a mix. So hopefully it continues, man. Appreciate right. it. Yep, PG, thank you. Uh, that is going to do it for our show for today. Tomorrow, if everything goes right Gator softball coach Tim Walton here. He'll talk to you about his 
2023 team, or 24 team actually, and softball being made an Olympic sport. He'll talk about that. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus. We'll talk some college football with you, and we'll talk to you as well. Thanks to Daniel for producing and Zach earlier. We thank you, as always, for listening. We'll do this again tomorrow at noon, final show of the week. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM. WYUF, enjoy this gorgeous Tuesday. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.